yeah and and just jumping off nick's like this new sense of perspective i got after reading uh the book charlene is that um chinese medicine doesn't really focus on the why aspect that biomedicine tends to focus on like like finding out and narrowing it down to the exact like bacteria infection like virus whatever it is um chinese medicine is more sort of um focused on like the why uh the how aspect so like Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brennan and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey guys, what's going on? And Timmy. Hey, how are ya? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. That's uh, good. I love how that's like, like, that's like your little intro thing. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what I've been obsessed about today as a little starting story? I've been obsessed for, with, for the past couple of days to find a bike. It's been killing me. To find me. a bike? Yeah. I really want what's a bike. Your, what's your budget for a bike? Um, So I was thinking, like, I didn't want to spend anything over 300 because <laughs> I want to ride. Like, 300, 400 minimum. Yeah, because I want to, I want a road bike. Like, I want a road bike. I want a hybrid bike. Because road bikes are like, there's no suspension and my butt will hurt like crazy. Why are you shaking your head? If if you're looking at a road bike, they're probably, a good road bike will probably cost you like $800 plus minimum. Yeah, nah, I figured. Oh, I want a flat bar. I want a flat bar. So it's like, I don't really want to go like full racer, racer bike. More so just recreational and commuter. You're not going to go full Cadell Evans Lycro pop down the... Pop down to the local uh, cafe with twenty of your mates, all in all dressed in skin tight lycra to get flat white lattes. <laughs> nah, look, we're going. We might I've get there. I might, I might hit the. Uh, it's, it's so funny sitting in my closet. I don't know if you remember from ages ago. <laughs> Is Cadell Evans? <laughs> nah, <it's, laughs> no, you're gonna skip the lycra. You're gonna skip the lycra roast. You're gonna skip all that. And spend, there's Cadell Evans just right in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chilling. <laughs> He's got a hut there and everything. Um, no, uh, Waiting I don't know for if you, when you buy your bike. <laughs> I don't know. Look, do you remember that time? I think it was third or fourth year where they had like a box of just uniforms, like sporting uniforms in the gym. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, we yeah. took all the, like the free, yeah, there were cycling ones that I took. Cause I'm like, yeah, I cycle sometimes. I took it, yeah, but I'm now a cycler. I'm a cyclist, even though I have like a, oh, even though I, I don't my, own a bike, my bike is a, <laughs> my bike was a Huffy. I'm telling you, it was a Huffy hey, from mate. like. Target or something? Don't Dude. think I'm a Huffy. Nah, look. It, the pedal fa- fell off, but, you know. Oh, I saw I, that. I saw yeah. that on your Instagram. That Instagram? was hilarious. Yeah, no, nah, I put it on Insta. It was pretty funny. I was like 6Ks from home because I was just on a really short bike ride, but I went, like, I hauled ass down a hill. And then... Um, Should we right? Yeah, I didn't have tape on me. Like, I would have honestly taped anyway. it together. You've got one. You've got one leg. <laughs> Just no, that's how I. That's exactly how I got home. I pedaled with one one foot, and the other foot was kind of just like returning the pedal. If you get what I mean. So like one foot was like straight, the other one was like curved like this, trying to just like push on the arm. If that makes sense. Love it. It was so dumb. But yeah, I've been looking for a bike. And Tim, you ride bikes, yeah? Yeah, you should get a fixie. They're cheap. Yeah, but they're single speed. I'm like single speed. 
What? I'm really bad with hills. I'm really bad with hills. Just use use Just this go thing called your legs. No, like what was that? <laughs> just, go just go down never up <laughs> just stay there like i'm just forever like just forever circle, the just circle all the way around the valley and then you'll eventually come back at the top of the hill well it's all eventually. a incline you just see b like starved dead in a ditch he just <laughs> yeah i'm in like up. the furthest i'm like i just kept going because nick told me not to go up the hill and i'm just like That's in it. just like the <laughs> deepest part of australia like the <laughs> yeah, lowest eventually, I'm, eventually nick, you get back I'm, to the top Nick, I'm in the sea. You <laughs> should get your bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's lightweight. You should get your exercise. It's aluminium. It floats. Totally. That's how That's it works, right. right? And it's got pedals. <laughs> you can pedal along, right? And air in the tires, hopefully. Don't yeah, worry. do a top gear. Do a top a gear. And change change it to a boat. Do like a top gear kind of type of thing. That's right. Like engineer that. James Bond. Mm. Not bad. Ooh. One of those James like Bond cycle things. boat stings. What are they called? The ones where you pedal in the water. Pedal boat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a pedal boat. Is that one of those cycle boat things? <laughs> yeah, no. <'cause laughs> yeah, like, I thought boat. I was being dumb because it's like... Pe- you pedal no, in the yeah, water, pedal, pedal boat. boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like normally, like, romantic, ducks, yeah. shaped like swans. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, swans, yeah, not like ducks. Definitely not ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But normally, something happens that rhymes with ducks, but you, like, pedal off into the <laughs> tunnel and... Ducks appear. <laughs> 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 Wait, hold up. This is ducks. I just ducks can't appear. Get that fire trucks? What's happening? That's it. <laughs> fire trucks, mate. Right? <laughs> Anyways, um, I was going to also throw in in this part of the podcast that we got some appreciation for the Forever Young name as well through one of the social medias. So there you go, Tom. It was all thank your you, idea. You. Good job, Tom. I love it. Um, so. We can we can share that appreciation between the four of us. We cut it up like a cake. We're a team. Very good. Good job. Yeah. yeah. So, smart things. Very smart. Very smart, Timothy. Yeah, you've no, come up with I, this name, and you've come up with um, your new your new reading name. Didn't you come up with that one? The he's just a punny us? guy. Yeah. With me and Charlene. Yeah, team effort. Yeah. So, good job. You'll plug it into this one too. Might as well plug it, just because you because you just recorded it, yeah. So you have a better idea of what's going on. Yeah, and it'll be released, I think, the day after this one is. So by the time this comes out, it will also be out. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's the first time you guys like record just with two people. How how was it? I didn't I didn't actually ask. Ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, let's listen to that. I was going to say, it was kind of strange because normally, I mean, it's good. You guys kind of talk a lot. And I think Tom and I, Tom and I talk a little bit less. So when I stopped talking, I was like, oh, there's only one other person to fill the space. And I have to like pay attention to what they're saying so I can respond to them. So that was amusing. But also Tom had a headache. So it took him extra long to think about things. And I was like, oh, I've overcomplicated everything I've said. And it's gone way over his head. I'm surprised Tom isn't the headache. We've picked the two quietest people and the two people that probably speak the least to do their own podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's like a force i was thinking we're throwing you into it today because i edit it i put in all the music and stuff today so um yeah i was thinking about that today 
Yeah, we're always about throwing throwing uh, y'all under the bus. Uh, then you throw, we threw you under the truck this time. No, what's that? What's bigger than a bus? Threw you under the whale. Train. Train. <laughs> Did you just say the whale? No, I said a whale because that's the only thing I came to mind when I was thinking bigger than a bus. <laughs> bigger than a bus, you thought of whale. Yeah, I don't know why my brain went to whale. I'm very. I mean, uh, he's not. He's, he's not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically. Yeah. Exactly. Don't diss me, Nicholas. Always on my ass every podcast, this guy. Uh, it's good fun. <laughs> Anyways, talking about team efforts and podcasting, what is this podcast even about? What are we doing today? Go on, Timmy. We're doing alopecia <laughs> today. No, <laughs> 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 nah, you, you, got, you got run over by a match car. That is nothing. That is nothing. <laughs> you, have to say the, you just have to say the topic. That's all you have to say. Yeah, and that'll wait. be it for me for this podcast. All right, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> the aftershock will come. So, yeah, we're talking about alopecia today. Um, we're going to go over, as always, some of the Western medicine stuff, um, some of the subcategories of alopecia, uh, not focus on that too much, um, and then get into sort of what causes alopecia in TCM and how we see it often, stuff like that. Um, yeah, common pitfalls and things like that. Yeah, someone yeah, might yeah. sort of go off of the start of the Western medicine stuff. So for alopecia, there's there's a couple of different types of alopecia, and it normally comes like each subcategory comes off with different types. So for example, there's um, a really common one in males is called male pattern baldness, which is well, alopecia is essentially just you're just thin, like you lose hair, like hair loss is just alopecia. So any kind, which is like balding, shedding, uh, just patchworks of missing hair as thinning, well. That's thinning, thinning too. Yeah, they're all just synonyms of the same word. So any form of like just hair loss but is also, considered alopecia. But also not just on the scalp. It's like all over the body as well is um, alopecia. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's two main two main forms of alopecia. Um, I think it was called like scarring and non-scarring in the Western medicine world, where one is like scarring is like inflammatory, like autoimmune diseases where like your body just doesn't like like certain stuff and then it attacks the hair follicles and then that's why it stops growing. The other side is more like a non-scarring, which is like hormonal, which makes an imbalance and then you stop producing hair or stress or side effects of medication and stuff. Just some of the yes. Western medicine sites. Yeah, so some of the um, common terms that are related to some of those different types of alopecia uh, commonly are alopecia areata. Um, you've also got, yeah, the androgenic alopecia, which is like that hormonal um, the pattern, alopecia. The pattern baldness. Yeah, the male pattern right? baldness and stuff, which also you can also get in females. Uh, the alopecia totalis, and another one that I come across today was alopecia alopecia universalis, which is kind of very similar to totalis. Um, so they're they're very much the same. The only difference, like I looked them both up, alopecia totalis just means like complete hair loss, and alopecia universalis is like. Complete hair loss, including eyebrows, eyelashes, pubic hair. So, yeah. It's just the term you want to give it. Um, but if you're losing hair all over the body, 
it's normally Tatalis, and you lose all of it. Doesn't it normally sound like they just added Alis on anything? Like, universalis? Uh, yeah, you, just, you just throw it on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Totalis. Just chuck it anyway. <laughs> it's totally Totalis. Yeah. Hair loss, hair loss, Alice. Um, That's is it. what I'm diagnosed with. Yeah, yeah. Got total hair loss. Uh, we'll just call it Totalis. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, yeah, it sounds it so, sounds complicated enough. Um, so somebody comes into your clinic. How do they sort of present what when they say like, "Oh, my hair's like falling out and stuff"? What are you sort of looking for in that sense? Uh, well, you'd look at the hair quality too. Sorry, sorry. I think I di- dive straight into it, but yeah, you check no. their. Um, obviously, you go to, through your initial stuff. Like you go through, uh, you look at their stature. You look at their their skin color, the quality. Like if they have a drier skin, it kind of gives you a good indication of uh, what's going on on the inside and their constitution, right? So, you know, you get if they if they're drier skin, drier skin, you think uh, more of your. Uh, yin deficiency kind of can't really nourish, um, can't nor- really nourish your hair, and that's kind of where I'd go into like more of your liver, um, because I know I see a lot of uh, liver blood deficiency can't nourish the um, nourish the hair. Sometimes you get some grey hair. Actually, that's a good way to, to also lean into um, another observation: is the actual hair itself, the quality of the hair. If there's greying, if there's thinning, if it's a little bit coarse or dry. Um, uh, that's that's a few things at the top of my head. Um, if you guys can think of anything else, on the top did of my head, huh? Top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean that. So that is so good. I love that one. Yeah, yeah no, that was much, that was totally on purpose. Hmm. That's pretty much um, yeah what I was looking for in an answer. You know, you you're definitely looking at the hair itself um, and asking more of those questions about you know is it dry or like when is it falling out? If it is falling out. You know, are they waking up with like a pillow full of hair or are they like washing their hair and it's just coming out and coming out? Um, You know, so there's those type of things. You're looking for patterns, obviously, as we always do. Um, And yeah, if it's like a sudden thing or if it's been happening over a long period of time, you know, are they just, are they sort of aging more or are they, you know, sort of, in their 30s and 40s, and then all of a sudden they've got patches of hair that's just fallen out. Yeah. Uh, so, something that's um I've seen before and a couple other things that should keep aware of is also medication. Medication can cause a lot of hair yeah, loss, especially, especially some that have like hormonal, that affect the hormone levels in the body. Um, one that's really uncommon that I've seen before, um, which is, I don't know if I should throw it in now because it's like a little bit out there, but... Um, one of my patients have had, uh, basically they were involved in like a, um, a war-torn country and the radiation from one of the, I guess, bombs, I don't know, something, something happened and basically it had burnt off a part of her scalp. So, um, so then, so then later on down the track, like talking decades, ages ago, um, she, she was getting treated for it, but then never got fully treated. So then now there were to be hair that would grow, but it'd be so itchy and irritated to the point where she'd have, she'd only get the relief if she pulled out hairs. You know what I mean? So if you, if you look at that's a very complicated and almost like you don't see that type of condition every day, but it's also something to think about when you're th- talking about such a broad category of, 
um, alopecia. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, I completely like, agree. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, yeah. I just like just dead conversation. <laughs> I no, that. no, no. I was I'm just staring at Nick's eyes, and Nick's eyes are very frozen in time, and it's just so <laughs> it's so interesting to look at. So, but no, yeah. that's a definitely an interesting. How how did you end up treating her? Um, in that case, well, to be honest, um, it didn't really bother her. I think it's like just increasing the circulation in that area because it was also presented as dry she had some other conditions going on in the background like uh she had a like a a constitutional yin deficiency she was going through menopause so um generally there was just like an overall hair loss her hair was going thinner but at that particular spot right there there was a a lot of itching um and a lot of irritation and kind of like very wind properties like yeah like like i said it was itchy um, very disturbed. Um, she couldn't really get that itch out. It was very deep in there. So um, I would do any like surrounding needle, needle supporting the liver, clearing wind, you know, that type of approach. Yeah, her menopause probably didn't make it any easier in her eyes. Definitely not. No, the menopause was a a slew of uh, like the 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 root of a lot of the conditions that she had. So it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Did she end up getting better after you you gave her treatments and stuff? Um, look, like yes and no, because because that wasn't the main reason why she came anyway. It was just something that she oh, I'd, right. I'd, I'd observed. Um, she had come in with more. That's why that's why I mentioned yin deficiency because that was more aligned with her complaint. She was a lot more into um her yin yeah her, her yin deficient condition, which was like a dry throat, dry mouth, and um, you know, sort of soreness of the muscles and weak joints and stuff in which that's what I mainly treated. Right. Like a condition was more of like a deficient sort of set rather than like an excess. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, it was more of like the, you know, the indeficiency stuff and the alopecia was more of like the symptom of that and not the actual main complaint. So I didn't really focus on it, but once it was actually affecting her, like if it was, then I'd probably just, I did some just surround needling and some moxar and all that. Um, which was quite nice. I uh, got a little bit of um, results, but again, didn't focus on that much, so didn't didn't get much out of it. Yeah, I, I think something that um, that you need, like we need to understand about alopecia as well, is that it takes a long time for hair to grow. It's like it's not a small condition. It's like watching like grass grow. Pretty yeah. Much. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You I can't mean... just expect next next week to come back and be like. Oh, where's the hair? There's no hair. It's not working. Especially, you know what I mean? especially if the hormonal, the non-scarring was called non-scarring, right? The non-hormonal, mm-hmm. the androgenic um, alopecia, um, specifically those two, because when you're battling something like a hormonal hormonal imbalance, it is a very gradual thing. You're again, you're basically fighting against the body itself, um, which does pose as a problem. Like it's not easy to put the hormones balanced like all in one treatment like it's 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 a gradual thing to train your body how to release the right proper amount of hormones and and everything you know yeah for the menopause case yeah because she was going through menopause or just like in general um in general uh i mean the menopause case is an example of how hard androgenic alopecia is to treat i mean to be honest i'm actually looking at the other cases of alopecia I mean, alopecia areata um, with the 
because uh, that because that presents as a very like de- uh, dermatology um, kind of like very similar to eczema or psoriasis and can can be acute. So it's not I wouldn't say it's like super easy to treat, but it's easier than the other three. I feel like um, just because um, uh, the alopecia totalis, alopecia universalis is like so broad like it can be due to so many things um alopecia areata is also in a similar boat but at least you kind of looking at the the lesion of it you can kind of understand what's going on if that makes sense yeah 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 that makes sense for me it's like yeah yeah, i I think it's also like easier to see as well because like alopecia areata is when there's just like one patch of your head that's missing hair compared to like your whole body which is like, it's like, how, how do you know that you have enough sk- like hair follicles in this area anyways to grow a lot of hair? How, how would you even, how would you guys go about treating something like uh, alopecia universalis or totalis? What was your train of thought? Oh, I was going to say, I think we just start with our normal kind of um, Chinese medicine diagnosis, go through our questions, see what organs are affected. And I think with something like this, the combination of both herbs and acupuncture is really, um, is really, what do you call it? Like really effective. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And as well as like those different um as well as just kind of like body acupuncture acupuncture to do to correct those imbalances also like plum blossom and those like specific type of um treatments in the area but i think i'm like skipping a couple of steps talking about treatment without talking about the <laughs> organs and like the syndromes that we well, see yeah. with alopecia i, I want to know what your train of thought like as in like so you see you see someone come in and like yeah i just yeah, I get you. Just you could say suddenly, either suddenly or not. Let's say someone's been uh, suffering from alopecia universalis or totalis um, for quite a while, um, because it's like an overall body thing. So it's not like a specific area or an irritation, or you can't really identify uh, straight off the bat why that is. What would yeah. your first and thought these, be? Oh, sorry, B. And these things no, no. they don't normally come to you like first. You know, like come to Chinese medicine as their first step. You know, these things might be happening for quite a while. You know, they're, they're progressively losing hair and they go through those question f- stages of, oh, is this actually happening? Okay, this is a thing. How much is this actually happening? <laughs> and then, you know, they're progressively getting bolder and bolder. Um, and then they normally go see their GP and, you know, the GP might refer them to a dermatologist or stuff like that. And, you know, so it can take a few steps before they get even to your door so you know to find out sort of what happened back at the first stages and stuff like that it, it can be quite a process yeah yeah of course and that's that i guess they they'll come to your come to your clinic wanting to know what's going on from another perspective um as a lot of the cases would do <laughs> coming to a chinese medicine um or alternative medicine clinic um but yeah, that's like normally sort of I, where I, we at where we're yeah. at yeah I seriously, I, I couldn't even, well, I, I feel like uh, if I knew the patient that had, because uh, I, I know about alopecia areata, um, I know about generally about androgenic alopecia, but I'm not really too familiar with alopecia t- totalis and universalis. 
I want, yeah, I want to throw it to you guys. How, what would be your first impressions, your first thoughts? What would you look at? I kind of, I know it's like a loaded question, but I just wanted to see where you guys would go with a patient like that. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> what you nah. We both had an answer. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me, it's, for Chinese medicine, losing hair is very similar in terms of like its diagnosis, prognosis. It doesn't really matter too much where it is, just the symptoms that you're facing from it. So like, how much are you losing? How thick it is? The quality of your hair? So like that brittleness that you're talking about, or if it's like, um, same thing. It's it's still a dermatological um, condition. So stuff like itchiness, redness, um, how yeah, you're losing irritation it. on the skin or anything yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's the thing about uh, universalis and totalis. Uh, Charlene, you got some. You, better... oh, no, you finish your train okay. of thought first. Okay. Yeah, no, because that's, that's the thing about Ariata that we can identify where it's like, you know, uh, as I said in the previous episode, I have eczema. So I didn't go, I, I lost hair in those areas just because there was, a, there was a lesion. So like I could train a thought, skin's damaged, can't hold the follicles, gone, right? Like, so Ariata is like a little bit easier to understand. Um, androgenic alopecia, I'm assuming... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, androgenic al- alopecia, they might already know what um, what hormone is there, so you can kind of get that, a little bit tricky, but kind of identifiable what, what your what your end goal is, if they need to, uh, if you need to support the estrogen levels and you support the estrogen levels, support the kidney or whatever. But things like alopecia totalis and universalis, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint what is wrong. And like, yeah, you can see the quality of the hair, that's probably one way to do it. Um, is there anything else that you guys would go for? Maybe um, what what is your train of thought um, once you get the inf- uh, the evidence? I know it's dependent on the evidence, but what would you see to expect? Do you think? Well, yeah. See, this is you know, and I'm going to give you a very generic answer, but this is, <laughs> this on the patient. is um, a an aspect of Chinese medicine that you know I I love is that we don't need those answers um, and you know, a lot of people come to us and they're, they're out of answers and they're just like, oh, I just don't know what's going on. And then from a Chinese medicine point of view, we can say, all right, look, Western Med, I don't know what's going on. There's some crazy stuff that's, you know, no doctor can give you an answer. But from a Chinese medicine point of view, I can always give you an answer. I can always say it's, you know, it's this or that. And that's the beauty of Chinese medicine. You know, no matter what, name they want to give it in western medicine we can always say like yeah it's like from my point of view it's blood deficiency or spleen deficiency you know or it's like going down the yin path or you know liver whatever so that's that's sort of where i sit with that um no matter what whether it's androgenic alopecia alopecia areata totalis whichever i'm sort of i'm more, more than likely to the patient I'm going to say, yeah, it's alopecia, not give it a second name, uh, give it that generic overview um, of alopecia, and then say, you know, after I go through all of my um, all of my techniques and stuff and check out all the, an- all the questions and tongue and pulse and have a look at the hair and have a look at the skin and all that type of stuff, um, then I will go through my diagnosis with the patient briefly, of course, depending on the patient, and then... Yeah, treatment. So I'm not stressed too much about the term given because it doesn't really change much. 
And I think, you know, especially when you're talking about pain and stuff like that, if you, um, like, have to give it a name, you sometimes can hold on to that name and hold on to that term and that can, you know, injure the, or can harm the healing process as a process. Yeah, and and just jumping off Nick's, like, this new sense of perspective I got after reading uh, the book with Charlene is that, um, Chinese medicine doesn't really focus on the why aspect that biomedicine tends to focus on, like, like finding out and narrowing it down to the exact like bacteria, infection, like virus, whatever it is. Um, Chinese medicine is more sort of um, focused on like the why, uh, the how aspect. So like, how does it work? What symptoms do you get? How is this train that's leading to this like diagnosis or whatever? Where is it going to lead to? How are you going to like combat that? and reharmonize the body back into that sort of non harmonized like the harmonized state where you don't suffer from these sort of diseases and stuff. Yeah, that's why I like really love Chinese medicine and the way we treat, you know, it's all, it's all about like okay, sure this is what you've got um but let me see like what's going on today and how I can help you, you know, right now and going into the future rather than focusing on you know all those all those wise you know that you've had you know that's all you know it's not that it's not that important to our treatments and diagnosis and stuff that's uh some knowledge i didn't know charlene go on what are you about to say oh i was gonna agree with both of them um and to kind of follow on from when they were talking about um, inspecting the skin and the hair so as part of the diagnosis as well we look at like the emotional state the digestion all of the like bodily functions which is how we get I guess our differentiation of alopecia so like not those um what was it androgenic areata but we more categorize it by what or like how like Tom said how the body is not producing the hair it's meant to so like the kidneys affected or the liver or maybe there's a blood or yin aspect so I guess that's the divisions that we think about more than those like western medicine names and that kind of theory behind it yeah and you can the other side of that is you can also get like caught up in in the those names that they that the western medicine that Western medicine gives it, you know, a patient comes in and they say, yeah, I've got androgenic alopecia. So sort of automatically you're thinking hormonal and then you're thinking kidney and kidney jing and, you know, liver, you're sort of on that sort of path already without um, doing any of your, you know, proper thorough diagnosis or anything like that. So, so it can sort of harm your, your way of thinking a little bit. Um, yeah, and that's just sort of my own my own thought. I I try not to stress about the Western medicine when a patient comes in and they say, Oh, I've got this this name, you know, this this problem with me uh, automatically I sort of yep, note that down, but throw it to the side and then start chief complaint and you know, in this case it's obviously alopecia. So I just run through and I'm looking for those blood deficiency signs. Obviously for those kidney jing deficiency signs and those kidney signs, you know, um, things like if they were like preemie babies or anything like that, um, you know, and even if they're like, if they have difficulty getting pregnant, depending on how old they are or if they're male or female, you know, obviously. Um, and then, you know, again, like when did they start balding? Because androgenic alopecia, 
can often occur around um, puberty. Oh uh, yeah, around around forties in like male as well. 50s, yeah. But mm-hmm. also, you know, can occur around that puberty time as well, um, and especially in like females and stuff. I know that because it's often caused by like testosterone and stuff. So, sort of when they when all of that's going on, it can like cause a spike. Well, not enough spike, and then you get sort of some boldness and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, those those questions into the history of the patient are quite important, and you might not be expecting that if you're going to see somebody about, you know, alopecia in your hair. But, again, you know, it's, a, it's the biggest common theme <laughs> of this podcast, that, you know, traditional Chinese medicine always looks at the body holistically. So we look at every single aspect because more than likely every bit is playing a role. That That's super enlightening the way you guys had mentioned. Like I, I, I didn't think of that as much because usually I think just the way it's going to be like a sound like an existential crisis, but the way I, the way I look at it, look at things is I always think of the why I always think of that and like uh, why something led to something. I constantly, I constantly think that. So it's like, uh, were you about to say Charlene? Go on. You should read the book. I know that's that. No, that's or at least listen to their podcast. Yeah, Yeah, I might just, I might just, yeah, I might just listen to the podcast for the summary because I don't. (laughs) It's really um, interesting and talks about like how there is no kind of cause and it's kind of an interplay of um, the yin and yang and all the dynamic and then. Yeah, I'll give. I reckon I'll I'll give that a read because like the way that you the way you're talking about how um, instead of why, which is definitely really relevant to a lot of things that are considered you know hormonal in the western um in the western point of view and uh, sorry yeah yeah the western perspective um uh they're always asking the question why and then seeing the how and how how the <laughs> this is gonna sound so wordy but how the how creates the um the pathogen or the the syndrome or the actual like condition itself that's really interesting to think about and especially in tying it back to how uh, we're talking about we're talking about like hair loss and things like that it's so complex a lot of it's so complex um you can't yeah it is very complex yeah there's not there's not a, there's no pill that'll give you more hair i mean you can get a hair transplant but that you know not everyone has access to you know the time for recovery and the money supposedly to actually hair do it. transplants are like really cheap in like turkey and stuff <laughs> just saying wow, just throwing that. it out there um <laughs> i knew somebody and their boss went back home to Turkey and they come back to, to Australia with like a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah. I just love how you Jeez. just how, how threw that fact. It was like, and it's like, it was like cheap <laughs> compared to what it was here. It's I, all right. I wouldn't imagine it's cheap. Um, no. no. My, friend, my friend went for a, um, a consultation and she told him that it would cost him $13,000. Yeah. Any sort of cosmetic, any sort Go of cosmetic. See a Chinese um, med thing. practitioner. That's what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should I mean, see some of the. We could charge like, thirteen thousand dollars if if you really wanted. If we wanted to, every session. Now, you should see the contraptions that they use for the hair loss, um, for hair loss treatment. It's, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, it's so first you do that because I've I've done it once for um, male uh, pattern baldness. Um, and you do the plum blossom to get the, to raise the blood to the, um, to the surface of the skin. And then you put, you moxar it. 
but oh yes, I have, have seen, seen it. This. Yeah, the moxa like box is like shaped as this pot on top of the head, and then there's a strap that goes around the chin, like a like a helmet. But it's just a helmet that's just got little vats of smoke coming out. So it's it's sort of looking. I think like, we even talked about this on the podcast before, like a pothead. Have we? I think we talked about it in our moxa episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll definitely have. Go back and listen to that one, and you'll you'll hear all about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, my dad pulls it out every now and then. It's hilarious. <laughs> of course he does. So good. He has one? Oh, that's so funny. Of course he you has should, one. Yeah, he definitely has one. It should be the cover photo of this episode. You in that um, Moxa hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. That That'd would be, be amazing. so good. And it's like all the smoke just coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, let's, let's talk about... Um, organ wise because we mentioned a lot of like kidney a lot of liver a lot of blood and stuff like what typical like symptoms and organs do normally correlate or what are you looking at when you see hair loss for chinese med yeah um so obviously as we've all been saying uh first of all i think of like kidney jing um kidney jing deficiency stuff like that so we're um, talking about like the natural aging process, and if that's sort of impaired or you know not doing what it's meant to do, your hair will sort of be like falling out or brittle or not growing properly. You know, kidney jing we associate with growing anyway. Um, so you know, graying of hair, alopecia, you know, all your hair falling out type of stuff, um, uh, early menopause, stuff like that. But it's Kidney jing deficiency is not as common. Well, I feel like it's not as common as what we think. Um, and sort of, I don't know, I feel like that around like third year, maybe start of fourth year, I feel like it was thrown around a lot. Um, but it's not as it's not as common to see. Uh, and it takes, you know, some sort of history for kidney jing deficiency to start. You know, it normally comes from parents or stuff like that. So that that's not as common but you obviously look out for it um and then the other one that's probably more common is uh blood deficiency so we're talking about the liver and the spleen and you know their relationship with the blood and you you're just not nourishing your body as well as it should be so your hair becomes quite brittle it falls out because it's it's not being held in place properly because it's not strong it's not rooted by anything so it's just falling out freely so you know, that type of stuff is is what I think yeah. about the most. If there's other cases like, um, I think, I, I don't know if it goes without saying, but other than the actual hair loss itself, there's, you know, the other side where uh, with uh, alopecia areata, where they have the actual lesion itself, where there's like a lot of damp heat, um, like in that area. So you'd probably look at, you know, some spleen deficiencies or um, also your liver because um, they generally, it's generally associated associated with a lot of stress um, and anxiety. And if there is anxiety present, you probably look at the heart relationship too. Um, that that kind of goes without saying, that saying because those ones are a little bit easy to identify because it depends on the lesion itself. You know, if it's, if it's, if the lesion with the hair associated with the hair loss is, you know, uh, weeping or hot, like hot red or purple or whatever colors you're seeing, you can kind of identify what organs are going on. And I'd look for, you know, the amount of redness, the weeping and the, and the color of the weeping, especially um, if it's clear, I'd look at more of your kidney and damp 
I know not damp in the kidney, just kidney and damp separately. Um, if it's yellow, I look at more of your heat and damp kind of thing going on. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of pathways you can go down. Um, you know, and then it comes back to that common theme. So, uh, so what are some of your treatments for this? What do we? Um, do we have anything that's like extra special or anything? Like, what do you guys sort of automatically think? Uh, herbs, herbs. Oh. oh, did Tom say something? Herbs. herbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so um, what what type of herbs are you looking at? Um, in terms of individual herbs, I will look at the like something that targets like all three of them, like yin targets of blood. I know kidneys and stuff. So. I know Herschel wool mm-hmm. is thrown around a lot with um, hair treatments. So good. It's very good in terms of graying. It's both graying of hair and also hair loss. Um, it's yeah. very good. I'm pretty sure someone told me that the herb translates into like black head, like black yeah, it, hair. It, it's something like hair. that. Obviously, I don't know much Chinese, but it is something like that. <laughs> Why am I thinking? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even. I don't even know Chinese. I'm like, hurt. Do I? <laughs> I'm trying to see if, if I've seen any words like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you can obviously if you've got a diagnosis of say like blood deficiency or something, you can start off with like a very simple formula, like a like a blood tonic formula, um, that's quite basic and quite simple, and see where you go from that. You don't have to be throwing in you know all these herbs and trying to do this and trying to do that. Just just tonify the blood and see what happens. See how the patient responds. You know, are their energy quite down a little bit? And does that peak up? Because, you know, hair loss treatments are going to take a long time. It's not something that hair is just going to start sprouting after one treatment, one week's worth of herbs. You know, so it's it's going to take a few months, if not, you know, years to, like, fully grow back hair and stuff like that. So, so yeah, you got to obviously prepare your patients for the long haul. Um but yeah, start with something simple. You know, don't try and reinvent the wheel or anything like that. You know, start with something that's, um, you know, might be have a little kidney tonics in it and some blood tonics. Or if you're going to look at the liver and the spleen, start with something that sort of boosts those. But yeah, start with something simple so you have room to grow. <laughs> Just like the hair. Funny <laughs> thing, talking about growing, do you know when like alopecia areata where they have like the whole of missing hair, you know, the hair grows from the inside out like a target symbol. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I had to think about what you said then, but yeah, the hair grows from the center. Yeah. The center of the patch that's missing. Yes. The center of missing hair that's patched. Yep. And then it comes outwards. Is that like the little notch, the notch that is always a struggle to kind of like, find out which direction it's going from like that little uh, the, uh, the, oh you're yeah. like little crowny thing the little crown no 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 is that like, what you're about? like how it grows out i don't know how no, is like, that like a center i think that's just how your hair is structured yeah i understand what you're talking about tom but i don't know what b is on about no do you know that little yeah no i think it's the crown the little wait hold on yeah your little like the... circly bit in your head the swell yeah. is that the center of the like the the center of the target that you're talking about no. no, no, the center <laughs> of the missing hair. So, like, let's say oh, I have, you have like a patch of hair missing. It just it stops can happen anywhere. It, it can happen anywhere. The middle of the patch. Yes. 
and then it grows and out. And now it's frozen. frozen. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll continue on with our conversation, um, and we'll slowly wrap this up. Have you guys got anything? Yes, Charlene had something to say. I did. I was going to say when I had a patient in student clinic, one of the lecturers, she said her go-to formula is, I'm going to butcher this, which is like, it's according to American Dragon, it's seven treasure special pill for beautiful whiskers. Ah, that's what I need, some beautiful whiskers. (laughs) Tom will put that in the show notes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I will. I already have enough whiskers at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those formulas that's good for like liver and kidney, yin and blood and um, all cu- kind of a combination of those syndromes that we were talking about. So she said it's basically one of her go-tos and then she modifies according to like stress, um, diet, what's going on in their life because yeah, you got to take that into account as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, anything else? Any other, um, I was going to suggest, uh, I think this is more like a Chinese med thing where it's like regularly massaging the scalp, not enough that you damage the scalp follicles, just like helping that blood circulation reach that area can help for growth. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was also told some ginger juice, um, on some hair that's quite thinning and stuff, rub ginger juice into the scalp and massage that in. You know, it just promotes promotes blood flow and it's quite warming. So, and you'll smell like a little ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your hair's Thanks. not red. Maybe your hair is red. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah, then you'd be ginger, ginger head. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, shall we wrap it up? I don't know. B's all frozen for me. So, I don't, know what he, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But he I looks guess like he, he's about to say something very wise <laughs> and very profound and yeah, we'll he never does. hear it. He does. And the people will never hear it nor see this face. Oh, and now he's gone. So let's wrap it up because um, that's 45 minutes worth of podcasting. Yeah. So as always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. We hope you got some helpful tips about alopecia. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our Facebook group for a discussion. Um, let us know what you want to hear about next. And... And as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast and you will hear from us next time. Bye. 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 Bye.